Hello and welcome to the latest CL Insights podcast. In this episode, we will be talking about our up and coming report, Living with the Risk of Bird Flu. We are joined by Prof Lisa Bowden, the author. Lisa, please can you introduce yourself to our audience? Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So my name's uh, Lisa Bowden. I'm a professor of population medicine and veterinary public health policy at the University of Edinburgh at the Global Academy of Agriculture and Food Systems. And I'm also a co-director on EPIC, which is a Scottish government center of expertise on animal disease outbreaks. Um, so my main area um, of, of specialization is really in epidemiology um, and population medicine. And um, and I work a lot in uh, risk assessment um, and risk communication um, around um, animal disease outbreaks and, and providing evidence um, to support, um, if you like, the response activities for outbreaks when they occur. Thank you. Yes, uh, the report, um, Living with the Risk of Bird Flu, um, will be released on the 4th of April. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about the focus of the report? Okay, thanks, um, Fiona. So this report was commissioned by CL uh, last year in November, and the emphasis really is around um, the 2022 highly pathogenic avian influenza outbreak that's occurring in the UK. Um, It is a significant outbreak. And so this report um, was really attempting to set out a framework for living with the risk of bird flu. And it's really focused on a number of key areas. So thinking about the significance of bird flu um, for the industry and the wider public, thinking about um, and describing the current situation that's um, uh, in the UK, Um, and then focuses on a number of different areas um, around promoting early detection of bird flu, assessing the risk of bird flu, what the response is to the outbreak and how risk um, of bird flu is being communicated and what we need to do really together to improve preparedness and response to that threat as as, um, as time moves on. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, very interesting report. Um, now I'd like to know how you, how you approach the writing of the report, because it's, obviously it's a large area, large topic. How, how do you approach the writing of the report? Well, the emphasis of the report is um, really for audiences um, within industry and the wider sector. So in particular, targeting commercial poultry and game producers, as well as backyard poultry owners and other types of bird owners. And then more broadly, um, uh, uh, targeting the general public. And this report was conducted by a a team of people. um, And I can say a bit more about that team in a moment. But um, the idea... um, was really a, a combination of desktop interviews um, and literature uh, reviews in combination with a, a number of interviews, if you like, with key informants from the sector across government industry um, and uh, the wider public um, that were being conducted actually for other purposes, but which have been really important, I think, in influencing the um, some of the outcomes in this publication. So um, the key emphasis, I think I should say, of really trying uh, or the aim of this report was really trying to understand what things the sector could do to improve their ability to control and mitigate the effects of like of bird flu um, now that it's here. Thank you. You mentioned the report was was a team effort. Could you say a little bit more about the members in that team? Yes, um, so uh, it's really important to acknowledge um, that this report is, um, I was coordinating um, this report, but the the, um, 
the report itself and the content within it was really a, a team effort by um, members of the Global Academy of Agriculture and Food Systems and members of EPIC, um, the Center of Expertise in Animal Disease Outbreaks. And in particular, I want to acknowledge um, Dr. Katie Adam, Dr. Krista Krista Lampernupolu and Kimberly Leon, who were working very hard, as well as Monica Carlotti. Um, the report itself was reviewed by members of EPIC Consortium, so Ian McKendrick, Harriet Orty, Sibylla Moore, um, and others, and um, also reviewed by members of Scottish Government Animal Health and Welfare Division, who gave us important and useful constructive feedback. Thank you. So a large, a large team involved there. So lots of yeah, lots of interaction and lots of knowledge and expertise. Thank you. Um, but were you surprised by any of the findings of of the report? I think um, I think that the report highlights and unearths per perhaps um, uh, some interesting findings. Um, and in particular, um, I suppose I wanted to highlight three things. One that that um, although there are formal outbreak responses in place that are really well known um, to members um, of uh, or in industry organizations and government, um, the, that outbreak response is not necessarily widely known to all stakeholders within the sector. And in particular, perhaps um, uh, the activities that are ongoing to prevent and control the disease, um, which are which are often stringent and sometimes onerous for poultry keepers, um, are perhaps well known um, to some areas within the sector, but not to others. Um, the second thing is that the communication pathways, um, while well rehearsed, are really complex sometimes. And um, some stakeholders within the sector aren't um, perhaps aware of all the available and accessible resources um, that have been so well developed um, on avian influenza. And so it can be sometimes really challenging for stakeholders um, perhaps also time consuming for them to make critical appraisal of that evidence um, and, and be able to, um, if you like, respond appropriately with positive behaviors um, uh, to mitigate the risk of um, disease incursion onto their property. And then lastly, I think um, the report highlighted um, some key areas where we could do, um, where we could perhaps work together and in particular around the management of risk so there was a large variability in the biosecurity implementation between farms. Um, as I mentioned already, uh, differential awareness of industry um, around government guidance um, and regulations, in particular um, for backyard poultry, keep poultry keepers. And there's also um, perhaps differential understanding of the impacts of regulations on different parts of the poultry sector. So um, I'm not sure that I would say that these are surprising findings, but they're important findings that the report highlights. Yeah, yeah, thank you. No, thank you for your uh, response. Um, what would you like to see happen in the future, you know, as, as a follow on from some of your findings? I think one of the key takeaway messages from this is that um, uh, that the sectors that are impacted um, by bird flu are are, um, are not just sectors that are 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 necessarily bird owners, although they're um, those are the, some of the most important sectors. So um, that have that have really felt the impact of this outbreak. Um, I think the key 
key message here is that, um, if you like to use the term stakeholders in the widest possible sense, empowering stakeholders to learn more about outbreak decision-making pathways um, and to take an active role in participating and engaging around um, uh, areas of risk communication and mitigation is going to be really important in the future. And in particular, I think that um, there needs to be a, a, um, a wide um, cross-disciplinary and cross-sectoral approach to work collaboratively with um, all types of bird owners to optimize and harmonize how we um, respond um, to biosecurity recommendations in order to improve their resilience to sustained infection pressure from, in particular, infected wild birds. So in particular, um, I guess there's some areas to highlight around, um, for example, husbandry and management. So things like maintaining um, uh, sheds and infrastructure, um, thinking about biosecurity protocols around staff and visitors to the property, and in particular, cleansing and disinfection of equipment and vehicles are going to be really important. Um, and perhaps from um, a technical perspective, I think thinking about um, communicating and coordinating um, those risk communication strategies to improve engagement and understanding of risk across backyard and commercial sectors will be something um, that can be taken up um, by different um, interest groups. And lastly, from an academic perspective or technical perspective, I think improving data collection on um, location um, and also biosecurity practices for bird keepers, particularly those who have small um, uh, premises that is fewer than 50 birds is going to be really important. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, obviously, you mentioned lots, lots of areas there that need to you know that need to be you know, looked at further, you know, to improve our response to bird flu and you know living living with a risk uh, is the is the one particular focus that you think may have the largest impact that's a tricky question i think um what i'd like to focus on are there obviously some technical um uh, developments that are going to be important in terms of avenues for exploration for the long-term future but in the meantime i think the most important thing to do is to um really um understand and and um and act on core one health principles, that is recognizing the interdependencies of the relationship between what's happening here in um, as an outbreak on birds um, and the impact that that has on um, the environment, um, other animals within that environment, um, as well as um, other sectors. Um, and the reason that that understanding those codependencies and of uh, and um, interlinkages between the impact of this outbreak in one particular area on um, the wider system that's risk is going to be really important to improve ways of working together. So the report really ends with a series of kind of core principles, which I think are critical. And perhaps um, the kind of key thing that I think is going to be important is to really undertake inclusive and participatory focuses uh, approaches rather, which facilitate co-construction with all stakeholders um, that are involved and are impacted by avian influenza to be able to bring their local knowledge into decision-making pathways to make them um, more effective, but also potentially more efficient. Um, and inside that is inherently um, an appreciation for the development of locally appropriate and acceptable interventions that are gonna um, result in um, positive outcomes. Thanks for your excellent responses, Lisa. We look forward to reading the report and joining the webinar on the 4th of April at 1pm.